Hi, I'm Garvin DeShazer. Today we'll be examining how events can seem to tear down dreams, even as they're laying foundations of new purpose. We'll explore the principles of rebirth and renewal as expressed through one woman's amazing journey. Listen and learn from her story, because this is your daily inspiration. It was a beautiful summer day in 2015, the kind of day when most people would step out of their door, grin, and wonder at the infinite possibilities life has to offer. Sarah Gadd was not one of those people. She had just gotten out of jail after serving five days for her third nonviolent drug offense and was detoxing from a 1,000 milligram oxycodone habit. In her words, that was enough to medicate about a hundred people. Her withdrawal symptoms were the worst they'd ever been when her parents arrived at the jail to pick her up. For them, this was a heartbreaking routine, but one they'd been through many times. For Sarah, it was as if she had emerged from that jail straight into hell itself. She was vomiting endlessly, had abdominal cramps, cold sweats, body aches, severe anxiety, and delirium from lack of sleep. All she could think about was how much she wanted to get home and get high again. Sarah's family had done an admirable job of cleaning out all the pills they could find, but Sarah had a secret stash. Inside a VHS tape box labeled Sarah's Dance Recital were 20 tablets of 10 milligram oxycodone. She snorted a few tablets, swallowed the rest, and felt her withdrawal symptoms subside. I was awash in euphoria, she says. My eyelids were heavy, but my body felt light as a feather. I remember nodding off, thinking I was falling asleep. The next thing I knew, I was in an ambulance being told that I'd overdosed. Like so many others, Sarah's journey to opioid addiction started with a legitimate prescription for pain. She was in a car accident in 2012 that resulted in several broken ribs and a compound fracture of her right ankle. She was just 24 years old, in medical school at the University of Pittsburgh on a full scholarship, and in her words, living the life I'd always dreamed of. Having passed her first set of medical board exams, Sarah was just about to begin an eight-week visiting rotation at the Mayo Clinic when the accident changed everything. The doctors prescribed several pain medications, including oxycodone. Although Sarah was aware of the addictive potential, it wasn't something her doctors discussed with her. As she puts it, I knew opioids were addictive. It just never occurred to me that I could become addicted. I naively thought my medical education somehow immunized me against it. Addiction, I now know, does not discriminate based on education, profession, or anything else, she explains. The grip addiction took on her was slow but insistent. As Sarah recalls, I began to wonder if I had a problem when I found myself reaching for my pill bottle first thing in the morning, regardless of whether or not I was in pain. She justified her usage by telling herself the doctors must have known what they were doing when they prescribed the opioids. 
As the cycle of addiction and denial continued, Sarah would try to abstain from the pills for a day or two just to prove to herself that she could, but soon she needed them just to get out of bed in the morning. By then, she had gained 40 pounds within two months, had isolated herself from both her social life and school to the point that the once-promising student was automatically withdrawn. She stopped even the most basic hygiene and was shocked when she looked in the mirror. As she puts it, I barely recognized myself. It was like I had fallen down the rabbit hole and didn't notice until I'd already hit the floor. Things got worse over the next two years. She was in and out of jail and rehab centers in a pattern. Arrest, jail, rehab, try to stay clean, get rejected from every job she applied to, hopelessness, relapse, and back to jail again. Jail proved to be anything but rehabilitative for Sarah. She went in with addiction and a nonviolent offense and left jail with an addiction and PTSD, a traumatic brain injury, a broken nose, and a four-inch stab wound in her thigh. During one stay, she was beaten so severely that the jail staff finally had to give her opioids for her injuries. So, when she ended up in the hospital after her overdose, the cycle of punishment, forced abstinence, and eventual relapse was all Sarah knew. It was only in the hospital that another option was presented to her, Medication-Assisted Treatment, or MAT. Although skeptical, Sarah's withdrawal symptoms abated within minutes of the medication being administered. Thanks to that miraculous medical intervention, Sarah has been clean and sober now for nearly four years. She's aware of how lucky she is to have survived and broken the cycle of addiction. The unfortunate truth about abstinent-based treatment programs is that they can ultimately lower one's tolerance to opioids, making a person far more likely to overdose upon their release from the program. The scenario Sarah found herself in is far too common, and she explains, Over the years, I've lost friends this way. Women who didn't realize that upon release from jail, their risk of overdose had skyrocketed. Sarah decided to stop the cycle of addiction and overdose for people like her. While attending law school at the University of Chicago, she connected with like-minded students and began advocating for better addiction treatments in jails and prisons. With their help, she started an organization called Addicted to Action that's committed to making MAT available to inmates. She's now working with researchers to measure the effects of MAT in lowering correctional system costs. Sarah has turned her personal tragedy into a powerful tool to help others like her. In her words, if you were to ask me 10 years ago why I wanted to be a doctor, my answer would have been simple, to help save lives and ease suffering. Though I never got to fulfill my dream of practicing medicine, that original sentiment has never wavered. It just goes much deeper now. I want to do everything in my power to help save people from the disease of addiction, to keep them from feeling the pain, desperation, and hopelessness that I experienced, and above all, to spare people the lifelong devastation of losing someone they love to this tragic yet treatable disease. What dreams have you had 
that, for whatever reason, didn't work out. Life has a way of steering us to our destiny, but in the midst of those dark times, it can be hard to see. Can you say with me today, I am seizing my destiny. I am a force for positive change in the world, and I will use all that I've learned to be that change. Thanks for listening. May your day be filled with love, laughter, and joy. Bye for now. Hi, this is Scott, producer for the Daily Inspirations podcast. We hope you're enjoying these stories, and if you'd like more inspiration in your life, visit MyDailyIAm.com. You can find weekend blog posts, sign up for our email update list, and you can let us know about an inspirational story you'd like us to cover. Or just say hi. We'd love to hear from you.